Section 31 of A Brief History of Forestry. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by April 6090, California, United States of America. A Brief History of Forestry by Bernard Fernow. Development of Forest Policy. The first period of desultory efforts to create public opinion on behalf of a more conservative use of forest resources was followed by a mere systematic propaganda, in which the division of forestry, growing out of the agency in the Department of Agriculture, took the lead. This it did officially, as well by assisting the American Forestry Association, soon after organized with a view of educating public opinion. For fifteen years, the chief of the division acted either as secretary or chairman of the executive committee of the association. The first forestry association had been formed on January the 12th, 1876, in St. Paul, Minnesota, largely through the efforts of Leonard B. Hodges, who was the first to make plantations in the prairies for the St. Paul and Pacific Railroad. This association was aided by state appropriations, which enabled it to offer premiums for the setting out of plantations, to distribute plant material, and also to publish and distribute widely a tree planter's manual, revised editions of which were issued from time to time. In 1875, Dr. John A. Warder issued a call for a convention in Chicago to form a National Forestry Association. This association was completed in 1876 at Philadelphia, but never showed any life or growth. In 1882, a number of patriotic citizens at Cincinnati called together a forestry congress, incited thereto by the visit and representations of Baron von Steuben, a Prussian forest official. When visiting this country on the occasion of the centennial celebration, of the surrender of Yorktown. A very enthusiastic and representative gathering on April 25th was the result, lasting through the week, which led to the formation of the American Forestry Congress. In the same year, in August, a second meeting was held in Montreal, under the patronage of the Canadian government, and the name was changed to the American Forestry Association. In 1898, it began the publication of a propagandist journal. The Forester, later changed to Forestry and Irrigation, then to Conservation, and now again to American Forestry. It has now a membership of over 5,000. Much of the early educational propaganda was done through this association. Indeed, this association, holding yearly and intermediate meetings in different parts of the states, became the center of all private efforts to advance the forestry movement. Twelve volumes of its proceedings contain not only the history of progress in establishing a forest policy, but also much other information of value on forestry subjects. Other local or state forestry associations were formed from time to time, more or less under the lead of the National Association, and exist now in almost every state while several other societies, like the Sierra Nevada Club 
and the mazamas of the pacific coast and state horticulture societies in various states made the subject one to be discussed and to be fostered the most active of these associations since it was formed in eighteen eighty six publishing also a bi-monthly journal forest leaves at first less frequently is the pennsylvania state forestry association which has succeeded in thoroughly committing its states to a proper forest policy as far as official recognition is concerned usually as a result of this associated private effort the states appointed forestry commissions or commissioners these commissions were at first for the most part instituted for inquiry and to make reports upon which a forest policy for the state might be framed others have become permanent parts of the state organization with executive or merely educational functions such commissioners of inquiry were appointed at various times in connecticut eighteen seventy seven new hampshire eighteen eighty one and eighteen eighty nine vermont eighteen eighty two new york eighteen eighty four maine eighteen ninety one new jersey in geological survey eighteen ninety four pennsylvania eighteen ninety three north carolina in geological survey eighteen ninety one ohio eighteen eighty five michigan eighteen ninety nine wisconsin eighteen ninety seven minnesota eighteen ninety nine north dakota eighteen ninety one colorado eighteen eighty five california eighteen eighty five it was but natural in a democratic country that these movements sometimes became the playballs of self-seeking men political wire pullers and grafters or more often of ignorant amateurs and shallow sentimentalists aided by half-informed newspaper writers infinite patience was required to steer through these rocks the ship of true economic reform and to educate legislators and constituents to its true needs the very first forestry congress was really conceived with a view of advancing political preferment of one of its organizers and many another forestry meeting was utilized for a similar purpose the new catchy title attracting the global one of the first state forest commissions well endowed to do its work soon fell into the hands of grafters and created such scandals that they led to its abolishment and to set back in the movement everywhere arbor day sentimentalism discredited and clouded the issue before the business world the movement was in constant danger at the hands of its friends antagonism of the lumber world was aroused by the false idea of what the reform contemplated and in the absence of technically trained foresters to instruct the public and the amateur reformers and to convince the legislators of the absolute need of discontinuing old established habits progress was naturally slow and experienced many setbacks it was a hard field to plough grown up with the weed growth of prejudice and custom and means and tools for the work were inadequate the federal government was naturally looked to to take the lead the first two agents employed in the department of agriculture to report on forestry unfortunately lacked all technical knowledge of the subject the first a most assiduous worker being a writer of local histories and gatherer of statistics the second a preacher the third the writer himself had at least the advantage of this technical training but at the same time the disadvantage of being a foreigner who had first to learn the limitations of democratic government 
only the paltry sum of eight thousand was at his disposal for ploughing the ground and even after the agency had been raised to the dignity of a division in eighteen eighty six for years no adequate appropriations could be secured and hence the scope and usefulness of the work of the division was hampered the forestry association inaugurated with such a flourish of trumpets and with such a large membership at the start had in the first two years dwindled to a small number of faithful ones and was without funds when the writer became its secretary in spite of these drawbacks the propaganda had progressed so far in eighteen ninety one that through the earnest insistence of the then secretary of the interior john w noble who had been won over to the views for which the division and the association stood a clause was enacted by congress in an act to repeal timber culture laws and for other purposes giving authority to the president to set aside forest reservations from the public domain again this important legislation which changed the entire land policy and all previous notions of the government's functions concerning the public domain was not deliberately enacted but slipped in as a rider at the last hour in conference committee in this connection the name of edward a bowers in eighteen eighty seven special agent in the department of the interior and later assistant commissioner of the general land office deserves mention as most active in securing this reservation policy acting under this authority presidents harrison and cleveland proclaimed previous to eighteen ninety four seventeen forest reservations with a total estimated area of seventeen million five hundred thousand acres the reservations were established usually upon the petition of citizens residing in the respective states and after due examination the forestry association acting both as instigator and as an intermediary meanwhile no provision for the administration of the reserves existed and the comprehensive legislation devised by the chief of the division of forestry which included withdrawal and administration of all public timberlands failed to be enacted although in the fifty-third congress it was passed by both houses but failed to become a law merely for lack of time to secure a conference report but the purpose of the advocates of forestry was to create such a condition as would compel congress to act by continually withdrawing forested lands that would lie useless until authority was given for their proper use and administration in order to secure influential support from outside a committee of the forestry association induced the then secretary of the interior hoke smith in eighteen ninety six to request the national academy of sciences the legally constituted adviser of the government in scientific matters to investigate and report upon the inauguration of a rational forest policy for the forested lands of the united states after an unnecessary so-called junket of a committee of the academy to investigate the public timberlands a preliminary report was submitted recommending the creation of thirteen additional reservations with an area of over twenty million acres and later a complete report was made with practically the same recommendations which had been urged by the forestry association president cleveland heroically proclaimed the desired reserves all on one day washington's birthday eighteen ninety seven 
without the usual preliminary ascertainment of local interests and immediately a storm broke loose in the united states senate which threatened the overthrow of the entire toilsomely achieved reservation policy and impeachment of the president was strongly argued in a two-day sunday session congress however came to an end on march fourth before it had taken any action but as it had also failed to pass the annual sundry civil appropriation bill it was immediately recalled in extra session then again by a clever trick and in an indirect and surreptitious manner instead of by open direct and straightforward consideration and deliberation of a proper policy most important legislation was secured in this sundry civil appropriation bill which provided for the temporary suspension of the reservations lately set aside until they could be more definitely delimited private claims adjusted and agricultural lands excluded by a survey for which one hundred and fifty thousand dollars was appropriated to the united states geological survey the agriculture lands were then to be returned to the public domain for disposal at the same time provisions for the administration of the remaining reservations much in the sense of the legislation advocated by the division of forestry and by the forestry association and especially for the sale of timber were hung on to this appropriation clause under this act the reserves were administered until nineteen o four if the interior history of this bit of legislation were revealed it would probably appear that not conception of the importance of the subject but the need for the employment of a certain organized survey party in the geological survey was at the bottom of it while this law had set aside one year and a limited sum to accomplish the survey this could not of course be done and hence appropriations were continued and the date for the segregation of the lands was deferred Cindy. for years this forest survey continued giving rise to magnificent volumes issued from the geological survey describing the forest reservations a very useful educational piece of work not at all contemplated by the legislation for which not less than one point five million dollars have been expended by nineteen o five some one hundred and ten thousand square miles had been examined when this work was handed over to the forestry bureau thus it happened almost by accident that finally the aims of the reformers were realized the appointment of forest superintendents rangers etc to take charge of the forest reservations was secured and rules and regulations for their administration were formulated by the commissioner of the general land office marking the beginning of a settled policy on the part of the united states government to take care of its long neglected forest lands in this work of first organization the name of philibert roth a german-born forester deserves mention meanwhile the division of forestry had continued to bring together and distribute in the shape of reports bulletins circulars addresses and letters such information useful for the education of the public of wood consumers and timberland owners as its limited appropriations permitted undertaking also some scientific investigations especially in the line of, of timber physics soon after in july eighteen ninety eight when the writer resigned his position as chief of the division of forestry to organize the first professional forest school the new york state college of forestry 
Mr. Gifford Pinchot took charge of the division. Young, ambitious, aggressive, with some knowledge of forestry acquired in Europe, and with influential connections and a large fortune, he easily secured the first need for effective sowing on the well-plowed field before him appropriations whatever had been feebly begun could be broadly sometimes lavishly extended and the new idea of making working plans for private timberland owners could be developed a great educational work which earlier when even cooperation with state institutions was considered a questionable proposition would have been turned down as too paternal in five years the appropriations had increased tenfold to over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars and in the first decade of the new regime around three million dollars had been spent on forestry investigations not counting expenditures on forest reservation account a further strong support came into the field when mr roosevelt became president of the united states in nineteen o one and unreservedly threw his overpowering influence into the balance to advance forest policies owing to his interest the withdrawal of public timberlands from entry proceeded at a rapid rate by nineteen o two the reservations had grown to sixty five million acres in nineteen o five there were over one hundred million acres included and by the end of his administration one hundred and seventy five million acres had been placed in reservation the anomalous condition which placed the survey of the forest reserves in the geological survey their administration in the land office and the scientific or technical development of forestry in the department of agriculture was finally ended in nineteen o four when on february the first the whole matter was placed in the hands of the department of agriculture with its forestry division which had been changed into a bureau of forestry and then changed its name again to forest service with this transfer it may be said the federal forest policy was fully established at least for its own lands and all that remains to be done in the perfection of details in their administration and the development of silvicultural methods with appropriations which now nineteen o seven exceed nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars for investigating work alone limitless opportunity seems to be open to extend the many directions of inquiry and solve the silvicultural problems and satisfy the educational function of this government agency but besides the administration of the federal timberlands and the educational and other assistance of private owners a further expansion of the forest service is developing under the paternalistic and socialistic tendencies referred to before which may ultimately lead to the purchase and federal control of forest reserves in the eastern states such expansion was indeed proposed in the establishment of reserves in the white mountains and the southern appalachians propositions which have been resisted by congress for the last seven years but with ever weakening resistance finally in nineteen ten success was attained and the federal government placed in position to acquire these forest areas to the amount of ten million dollars meanwhile the single states have begun to develop their own policies outside of legislation aiming at protection against forest fires which nearly every state possessed from early times ineffective for lack of machinery to carry it into effect and outside of the futile attempts to encourage timber planting referred to no interest in timberlands was evinced by state authorities 
for the first two-thirds of the century since practically all these lands had been disposed of to private owners and the authorities did not see any further duties regarding them the first state to institute a commission of inquiry was wisconsin in eighteen sixty seven but with the rendering of the report prepared by i a lapham one of the active early propagandists the matter was allowed to mature for thirty years the next state to move in a feeble way in eighteen seventy six was minnesota the legislator making an annual grant of money to its forestry association the appointment of commissions of inquiry then became fashionable new hampshire appointed such a commission in eighteen eighty one which reported in eighteen eighty five without result and another commission in eighteen eighty nine whose report in eighteen ninety three led to the establishment of a permanent commission of inquiry and advice with a partial supervision of forest fire laws vermont followed suit with a commission of inquiry in eighteen eighty two whose report made in eighteen eighty four remained without consequences in michigan the expedient was resorted to of constituting the state board of agriculture a commission of inquiry whose report published in eighteen eighty eight had also no consequences except those of an educational character similarly the state of massachusetts ordered the state board of agriculture in eighteen ninety to inquire into the consideration of the forests of the state the need and methods of their protection with similar results or lack of result in new jersey the matter was referred to the state geologist who since eighteen ninety four has made reports on forest conditions and needs similar reference of the subject was made in the state of north carolina in eighteen ninety one and in west virginia the first more permanent state institution deliberately established as an educational and advisory agent was the forest bureau of ohio in eighteen eighty five which published a number of annual reports but eventually collapsed for lack of support in the same year three important states new york in the east colorado in the middle states and california in the west seemed simultaneously to have awakened to their duty largely as a result of the propaganda of the american forestry association in california a state board of forestry was instituted with considerable power and ample appropriations which however eventually fell into the hands of unscrupulous politicians and grafters the resulting scandals leading to its abolishment in eighteen eighty nine in colorado which when admitted to statehood in eighteen seventy six had in its constitution directed the general assembly to legislate on behalf of the forestry interests of the state these interests were rather tardily committed to a forest commissioner who was charged to organize county commissioners and road overseers throughout the state as forest officers in their respective localities to act as a police force in preventing depredations on timbered school lands and in enforcing the fire laws colonel e t ensign who had been most instrumental in bringing about this legislation was appointed commissioner and with singular devotion in spite of the enmity aroused by his activity which eventually led to a discontinuance of appropriations tried for a number of years to execute this law with his resignation from the office this legislation also fell into innocuous desuetude in new york concern in the water supply for the erie canal had led such a far-sighted statesman as horatio seymour twice governor of the state and once running for the presidency 
to conceive the need of preserving the adirondack watershed in state hands accordingly a law was passed in eighteen seventy two naming seven citizens with horatio seymour chairman as state park commission instructed to make inquiries with the view of reserving or appropriating the wild lands lying northward of the mohawk or so much thereof as might be deemed expedient for a state park the commission finding that the state then owned only forty thousand acres in that region and that there was a tendency on the part of the owners of the rest to combine for the enhancement of values should the state want to buy recommended a law forbidding further sales of state lands and their retention when forfeited for the non-payment of taxes it was not until eleven years later in eighteen eighty three that this recommendation was acted upon when the state through the non-payment of taxes by the owners of cut-over lands had become possessed of six hundred thousand acres in eighteen eighty four the comptroller was authorized to employ such experts as he may deem necessary to investigate and report a system of forest preservation the report of a commission of four members was made in eighteen eighty five but the legislation proposed was antagonized by the lumbermen's interests the legislature finally passed a compromise bill which the writer had drafted at the request of senator lowe entitled an act establishing a forest commission and to define its powers and for the preservation of forests the most comprehensive legislation at that time the original forest commission appointed under the act of eighteen eighty five was superseded in eighteen ninety five the commission of fisheries game and forests which brought allied interests under the control of a single board of five members appointed by the governor for a term of five years in nineteen o three the commission was changed to a single commissioner and another backward step was taken in nineteen eleven by handing over the work of this commissioner to the newly created state conservation commission consolidating with its several other commissions here then for the first time on the american continent had the idea of state forestry management of state lands on forestry principles taken shape a new doctrine of state functions had gained the day not only was the commission charged to organize a service with a chief forester and under foresters to administer the existing reserve according to forestry principles but also from the incomes to lay aside a fund for the purchase of more lands to constitute the state forest reserve unfortunately instability of purpose the characteristic of democracy spoiled the dream of the forester both commission and chief forester were of course political appointees and rightly or wrongly fell under the suspicion when proposing the sale of stumpage that they were working into the hands of lumbermen a set of well-meaning but ill-advised civic reformers succeeded in eighteen ninety three in securing the insertion into the constitution then being revised of a clause preventing the cutting of trees dead or alive on state lands declaring that they shall forever be kept as wild lands later this constitutional provision was deliberately set aside by the commission which began to plant up some of the fire-wasted areas the legislature appropriating money for this breach of the constitution because it was popular and lately permission had also been granted by the legislature to remove trees from burnt areas in order to reduce the fire danger 
the foolish objection of a constitution notwithstanding in eighteen ninety seven new legislation was passed to authorize the state to purchase additional forest lands within a prescribed limit to round off the state's holdings a special agency the forest preserve board being constituted for that purpose under this law some three million five hundred thousand dollars have been spent and by nineteen o seven over one and a half million acres had been added to the state forest preserve this large area is withdrawn from rational economic use reserved for a pleasure ground of wealthy new yorkers who have located their camps in the wilderness under the avowed assumption that the state can be forced to maintain forever this anomalous condition in later years private planting has been encouraged by the commission selling plant material from the state nurseries at low rates the most important administrative function of the commission has been the reduction of forest fires in which also owing to political conditions only partial success has been attained the legislation of eighteen eighty five for the first time attacked this problem in a more thorough manner providing for the organization of a service and this served as an example to other states who copied and improved upon it notably the forest fire legislation of maine eighteen ninety one of wisconsin eighteen ninety five and of minnesota eighteen ninety five was based on this model another of the large states to start upon and differently from new york to develop consistently a proper forest policy was the state of pennsylvania as a result of a persistent propaganda by the pennsylvania forestry association formed in eighteen eighty six and especially by its active secretary dr j t rothrock a commission of inquiry was instituted in eighteen ninety three before its report was established the legislature of eighteen ninety five provided for an executive department of agriculture and included in its organization a provision for a division of forestry the botanist member of the previous commission dr rothrock being appointed commissioner of forestry at the head of the division two years later the final legislation which firmly established a forest policy for the state was passed namely for the purchase of state forest reservations all later legislation was simply an expansion of these propositions by nineteen ten the state had acquired by purchase wild mostly cold lands to the extent of over nine hundred thousand acres and the commission had progressed far towards providing for their management and recuperation the usually disastrous conflagrations of eighteen ninety four the growing conviction that the pleaders of the exhaustibility of timber supplies were right accentuated by rapid decline in white pine production and a rapid and indeed almost sudden rise in stumpage prices the example which the federal government had set in withdrawing public timberlands from spoliation together with an increasing number not only of advocates of saner methods but of technically educated men who came from the schools lately organized all these influences had worked as a leaven in all parts of the country so as to bring in the new century with a realization of the seriousness of the situation and within the first seven years of the century the change of attitude at least was almost completed in all parts of the country and among all classes the lumbermen and others depending directly on wood supplies 
becoming especially prominent in recognizing the need and value of forestry state after state came into line in recognizing that it had a duty to perform and in some way gave expression to this recognition so that by nineteen o eight hardly a state was without at least a germ of a forest policy two principles had been recognized as correct and were brought into practice namely that the forest interests of the state called for direct state activity and that eventually the state must own and manage at least portions of the forest area the first principle took shape in appointing single state foresters as in maine eighteen ninety one and nineteen o three in massachusetts nineteen o four in connecticut nineteen o three in vermont nineteen o six in rhode island nineteen o six or commissions or boards as in new york eighteen eighty five changed to a single commissioner with superintendent and state foresters in nineteen o three in pennsylvania nineteen o one in new hampshire eighteen ninety three maryland with a state forester nineteen o five wisconsin with a state forester nineteen o five indiana nineteen o one to nineteen o three louisiana with a state forester nineteen o four michigan eighteen ninety nine minnesota eighteen ninety nine california revived with a state forester in nineteen o five washington with a state forester nineteen o five kentucky nineteen o six in new jersey with a state forester nineteen o four alabama nineteen o seven a very important feature in these appointments was the fact that more and more professional or technically educated men displaced the merely political appointees or were at least added to the commissions the idea of state forests found expression more or less definitely in setting aside forest reservations or else in enabling the state to accept and administer donations of forest lands among the states recognizing this principle were new hampshire connecticut new jersey michigan wisconsin minnesota indiana california where neither of these two principles had as yet found application at least some agency was established to give advice and investigate or experiment in matters of forest interests and sometimes to offer assistance to private woodland owners or planters as in delaware ohio north carolina etc meanwhile largely through the influence and with the cooperation of the federal bureau of forestry private owners had begun if not to apply at least to study the possibility of the application of forestry to their holdings the bureau prepared working plans which were now and then followed in part or at least led to attempts at a more conservative method of logging notably various paper and pulp manufacturers realized the usefulness of more systematic attention and conservative methods in the use of their properties in this connection the object lesson furnished by mr g k vanderbilt on his biltmore estate in north carolina which was begun by mr pinchot and conducted by dr c a schneck a german forester requires special mention as the first and for nearly twenty years continued experiment in applying forestry methods systematically in america at present time the continuance of this experiment is in doubt with the second decade of the century we shall enter upon the flood tide of development when no more need of argument for its necessity 
and only the question of practical methods will occupy us so far civil culturally the selection for us i e culling the best and the stoutest practiced hitherto by the lumbermen without reference to reproduction but carried on somewhat more conservatively and is still the method advocated in most cases by the forest service this so-called conservation lumbering is to be sure the transition to better methods according to reports of the federal forest service in nineteen o seven some million acres of private timberland were under forest management or conservatively lumbered planting of waste or logged lands as distinguished from planting in the prairies which had sporadically and in a small way been done by individuals here and there for many years is practiced in ever-increasing amount both by state administrations and by private owners the new york state college of forestry starting such planting in its college forest on a larger scale and systematically in eighteen ninety nine at present writing the forestry department of the pennsylvania railroad company is perhaps the largest single planter in the country having set out over four million trees by nineteen ten with the avowed purpose of growing railroad ties by nineteen o eight popular interest in forest conservation had become so keen and at the same time paternalistic tendencies so fully developed by the roosevelt administration the federal government having entered upon extensive plans of reclaiming lands by irrigation and preparing to develop water powers and inland waterways that the time seemed ripe to bring all these conservative forces into unity the president called together in conference the governors of all the states with their advisers together with the presidents of the various national societies interested and others to discuss the broad question of the conservation of natural resources as a consequence national and state conservation associates and commissions were formed in all parts of the union and a new era of active interest in economic development seems to have arrived End of section thirty one development of forest policy